Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. Today, we're talking about my favorite topic, email marketing. One of the biggest questions or hesitations I hear when it comes to why entrepreneurs don't email their list regularly is because they don't know what to say. Many of us feel like we can only email if we have a sale happening or a new product available. But like you've probably heard me say before, email isn't always about the hard sell and featuring your product. Sometimes it's just about connecting with your customer and being top of mind so that when they're ready to buy, you're the first company they think of. If you're one of those people who aren't emailing your list on a regular basis, let me run through some reasons why you should start doing that right now. First things first, if you don't email them, it's likely they will forget about you. This is just the truth. Our customers don't care about us as much as we care about them. And with so many other messages coming to them on a regular basis, if you're not part of that mix, someone else is going to grab their attention instead. Secondly, email is a very powerful way to drive traffic and revenue to your e-commerce store. On average, email accounts for 20 to 35% of a store's total revenue. So if you're not emailing your people, you're basically leaving money on the table. Now, the percentage of business that email generates is going to vary widely across businesses and products and will also depend on what other marketing channels a company is using to drive traffic. Yours may be much higher or lower than that. If that's the case and you're not really sure whether your number is good or not, I want you to take a high level view of your business and think about what makes sense. For instance, I had a client who sold bridesmaid gifts. Now, a lot of what she sells can be used for other occasions as well, but the majority of her customers are brides purchasing gifts for her bridesmaids. In her case, email didn't generate quite as much revenue because overall her repeat customer rate is a bit lower than the norm, but that makes sense for her business And if you think about the wedding industry as a whole, like that's why everything is so expensive because they're only getting you once. At least that's the goal. On the other hand, I had another client who sells a consumable hobby item. Her repeat business is very high as is the contribution email makes to the business. And because it is a consumable hobby item that people are coming back and buying again and again, that makes perfect sense for her business. And lastly, remember that the path to purchase is rarely linear. In fact, it's usually a bit all over the place with people first discovering you on social media or an advertisement. They visit your website, they sign up for your email list, they see you again on social media or from a retargeting ad, they add a product to their cart, and then they finally purchase after getting a cart abandonment email. If you think about that, 
you see that email is just one part of the customer journey, one touch point that you have with them. And if it takes seven to 10 touches before someone will buy from you, then it makes sense to be consistent with your emails to keep having those touch points because you need to get to that seven to 10 mark. So if you took email out of that, in this particular example, you would lose two touch points and it would take that much longer for them to buy from you. Oh, one more thing. If someone is on your email list, it's because they raised their hand and said, yes, I want you to send me emails. So if you're concerned about sending them content they don't want or that might cause them to unsubscribe, create a preference center so they can tell you what type of email they'd like to receive. But like, don't use that as a reason to not email them because they've already told you they want to be emailed. Okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty here. And I want to talk about some non salesy email ideas. So this is outside of your sales promotions, new products, all that stuff. I want you to think big picture here and start with these three main ideas, creating connection, adding value and telling stories. One of your biggest advantages as a small business is the ability to create connections and build relationships with your customers. And this is something the big guys will never be able to do as good as you, no matter how hard they try. People are craving connection in our digital and pandemic world, and they buy from people. So just like you create content on social media to connect and create relationships, you want to do the same thing in your emails. I'm going to run through some questions for you to ask yourself that you'll use as the jumping off point for the content that you're going to create. And this goes beyond just your emails. You can use them for blog posts and your social media content as well. So start with these to get your creative juices flowing. And then we'll go through some very specific email ideas that you can send. You can grab a worksheet with these questions on them at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash 31 or click the link in the show notes. And I know you're probably thinking, would you just get to the email ideas already? And I will, I promise. But I'm starting with these questions because I don't want you to be reliant on a list of prompts or email ideas. My goal is to always teach the why and the how behind all the things. My hope is that you fully understand the concepts and have the skills to apply them on your own at any time. So you don't need to wait for someone to give you another set of prompts for your content. So let's get into these questions. What are you going through right now that your audience probably is too? Are they moms trying to homeschool their kids while running their business or working their full-time job? Are they sacrificing their self-care for everyone else in their family? Are they feeling overwhelmed going into the holiday season and trying to do all the things? The next question is, how do you incorporate your product into your own life and what effect has that had on you? And yes, in this particular example, you are talking about your product, but you're not sticking it in their face and asking them to buy it. You're connecting through storytelling. The third one is, what feedback or stories have other customers told you about using your product that you can share? You can pull these from your existing product reviews and look for a recurring theme from all of the reviews that you can potentially reference. What if you were in person getting coffee with them or they were a friend? What would you talk to them about? 
So don't even think about your product. Just think about today you're sitting down, you're having coffee with your friend. What are you talking to them about? Next, what are they already searching for that's related to your product? And what else do they care about that you can support them in or have a conversation with them about? So for instance, if your target customer is female entrepreneurs, there's a lot of value added content you can give them like productivity tips, balancing all the things, running your business, hiring, etc. If you sell makeup, you can talk to them about skincare, right? Because makeup only looks as good as the canvas underneath. And then lastly, how can you bring joy to their inbox? So those are the questions that I want you to start with. Like I said, there is a worksheet, so you don't have to worry about scribbling. You can just download that. It has all the questions here. You can fill it in. And that's something I would say, just maybe you put it in your Google Drive that you just always have it to reference back to. Okay, now onto the good stuff. I'm going to give you some specific non-salesy email ideas, right? It's sort, think of it as like the construct of it. And then you're going to take your answers to those questions to think about what type of content makes sense for your brand. So the two kind of work together. So the first thing is behind the scenes. And reality TV is popular for a reason, my friends. People love to see behind the scenes stuff. They especially like it when it's a little messy. Sure, we love to be inspired by perfectly staged moments, but we also don't want to feel like everyone else in the world has it all together other than us. So you can do this in a couple of different ways. You can take them on the buying journey with you, let them vote on products. This could be them helping you pick out new styles. Maybe you're just adding new colors or patterns, depends what your product is. Maybe you're even thinking of adding an entirely new line of products that you want to get their feedback on. So that would be a really cool behind the scenes. But you could also keep it as simple as showing your team or yourself packing orders, give them a peek at your warehouse. And don't worry if it's not perfect. If there's shit on the floor and it's a little unorganized, like that's okay because that is real life. And so when I say it's okay if it's a little messy, this is why. It doesn't have to be perfect. So I think a lot of us will not share something like that because it isn't perfectly clean and staged, right? But like nobody lives and really works like that. That's just not real life. So just keep it real. They're not going to judge you. And if you are a maker, if you create your own products, or you design your own products, show them the creation and or design process. The second email is feature your latest or a popular blog post. So if you don't know what type of content to create for your blog, refer to the questions we just went through. See how they kind of go together. When it actually comes to setting this email up, when I'm emailing a specific blog post, I'll usually start with the post's featured image and then the first paragraph or so from the post with a button to read more because my ultimate goal is to get them onto the website. So I don't want to put the entire post in the email. I want them to come on the website because then they're more likely to click around and look at products and 
Now I'm getting them pixeled as recently visiting my website for my retargeting ads to trigger. If you have products to support the specific blog post, you can feature them in the email too. Or maybe you just put like three to six of your currently trending products at the bottom of the email. So you're still featuring your product, but it's a much more passive way to sell and not super in your face. Number three is a roundup post of content from your other channels. So remember, not everyone who follows you on social is also on your email list. And even if they do follow you on social, it doesn't mean that they see everything you post. So whichever platforms you're on, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, have your blog, create a collection of posts on related topics like top five tips for X, and then you can link them through to all of this other content you created in other places. That's just one way to do it. It could also just be the top most popular from this month or some sort of curation, right, that you can speak on, but it doesn't have to be super fancy. The idea is to just have something to say and get that content in front of them. Four, is a roundup post of other people's content. So what content are you consuming right now that your audience would also enjoy? Go back to those questions again. Figure out what else are they struggling with right now or how else can you bring joy to their inbox? And you don't necessarily have to be the one who created it, but if you're enjoying it, it's likely they will too. Just make sure to give proper credit. Five, tell the story of why you started your business and what problem you are solving. I know it feels like you've already told this story a million times, and you probably have, but not necessarily to the same people. Even if you already have it in your welcome series and on your about page, that doesn't mean people have read it or that they even remember. And even if they have read it and they do remember, are they going to be like mad and annoyed that you're sharing it again? Not likely. Number six, tell a story of something you screwed up either in your business or your life. Like I said, people love the messy behind the scenes stuff. This is a great way to just connect with your audience and speak human to human. It doesn't have to be your biggest, darkest secrets. It can be something simple. If you can relate it to your product somehow, awesome, but it's not necessary. If you're not sure what to share, think about something you would put on an Instagram story. Did your packaging get screwed up? Maybe it was printed wrong and you had to send it back and it was a big whole thing. Or did the pages of a recipe get stuck together while making a trifle, a la Rachel on Friends? Something simple, something people can laugh at, relate to, to just remind them that you're just like everybody else. Number seven, resend a successful email to new subscribers and those who didn't open it the first time. Go back into your archives and look for an email that generated a lot of revenue or had a lot of engagement. I'm sure you have new subscribers on your list that have never seen it. And there's going to be the people who didn't open it the first time you sent it as well. And if it's been a few months, like since you sent it that first time, you honestly don't even have to change the subject line for those people who already received it because they're probably not going to remember. Number eight, what are you doing for yourself to deal with X? 
Many of us are dealing with a lot of the same things in life, and it's inspiring to hear from someone who has figured things out or is at least on their way to that. So if you go back to the questions we asked ourselves earlier, particularly what is your customer dealing with right now, share your own story of battling that same thing and how you're working your way through it. This can certainly be related to your product, like how your product helps you, but it doesn't have to be. So for instance, if you sell candles, maybe you're talking about how you're dealing with the stress of today's political climate or homeschooling your kids by soaking in your tub with your favorite scented candles burning. And raise your hand if you've seen the second Sex in the City movie. Not that I can see you raise your hand, but anyway. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Miranda and Charlotte are having drinks at their hotel talking about motherhood. Charlotte is hesitant to say anything negative about being a mom, constantly saying things like, but it's all worth it and motherhood is such a gift. Miranda eventually says something about how stressful it actually is and encourages Charlotte to do the same so Miranda isn't left feeling like the worst mother ever. And of course, they take a drink before everything they say and they just keep spitting out all the stressful things and how they're dealing with it. That moment between them didn't solve any of their problems. It didn't make motherhood easier or mean that it wouldn't still be stressful when they got back home, but it made them feel less alien and terrible for having some of the same negative thoughts and feelings. It validated them and made them feel less alone. And sometimes that's all we really need. Number nine, share your holiday or seasonal plans. This one is pretty straightforward, but is easily used multiple times throughout the year. This would also make a good blog post idea, and depending on what makes sense for your relationship with your customers and your business, it can be used for everything from Valentine's Day and 4th of July to Thanksgiving and Christmas. So from your makeup look to your recipe traditions, there's a lot of content you can share around your seasonal plans. And when it comes to sharing content like this, I think we get hung up because we think nobody cares. But 99% of the time, that's not the case at all. We're all so curious and voyeuristic. It's just human nature. For example, anytime I post my cat Gomez or just my life in general on Instagram stories is when I get the most engagement and response. It has nothing to do with my business. People just like to see that it's an actual person on the other side. So there you go. Nine plus ideas for non-salesy email content. Rotate through these with your regular product-related content so you can keep in touch with your customers on a weekly basis. And most of these can be reused to fit different situations and times of the year. Just keep going back to those questions in the beginning to figure out what the actual content or topic should revolve around. Download this week's worksheet so you can brainstorm these content ideas at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash 31 and tune in next week where we'll go over more email ideas that are specific to your products. See you on the flip side, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.